0: Urinals Spaghetti Excel Welcome to Knick News. I'm Anthony.
1: And I'm Alex. And my first story today is World News. <laughs> 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 Anthony's are... Our- no you've caught the death cough
0: (laughs) no it's fine
1: uh anthony's already laughing because he told me earlier that he saw this story that he thinks this he thinks he saw this story already and he might know what this is um (laughs) so officials in paris have attempted to tackle public urination which is apparently a big issue over there by installing open air or public urinals (laughs) the new urinals housed in flower boxes aren't subtle. They're fully exposed on street corners. They're painted bright red and have nearby signs advertising their presence. (laughs) One in particular, located near the Notre Dame Cathedral, has drawn attention for its view of the River Sienne and uh, the, quote, intelligent urinals, Uh which have a straw layer that eliminates odor, were installed in areas where public urination is a problem, according to a statement from city officials. Officials say the urinals are eco friendly. They will harness nutrients and waste to produce compost for parks and gardens. According to a statement, one year of a person's urine holds enough nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium to fertilize 400 square meters of wheat.
0: Wow. Isn't
1: that interesting? That's a lot of wheat. I know. But you need a whole year of a person's urine, <laughs> actually, so it's kind of a lot of urine, if
0: you think about it. <laughs> Also that's a weird that's a weird way to measure urine. <laughs> like the one time. year's worth of urine. <laughs> ah, about a fortnight's worth of urine.
1: So uh however, these features have done little to calm the ire of local residents who have written to the town hall in protest. This is a quote from one resident. I think installing a urinal in the streets of Paris for those who don't respect their surroundings is a good idea, but in my opinion, this model is not attractive at all, and where it's been set up is not appropriate at all. Yes, okay, that's the <laughs> thing
0: because so. like it sounds like a great idea, like it makes a ton of sense like if people if they have a problem with people urinating in public, yeah. like put a place where they can do it yeah, but you have why to see the pictures like, yes. because they're like literally in the middle <laughs> of a like, street. Yeah,
1: it's like literally in the mi- like you're walking down like a scenic like Paris road and there's this bright red thing with a huge sign that has a picture of a guy peeing. on yeah. it. Yeah, it's like really bizarre.
0: It's just they could they could have made them they could have put them in like a corner somewhere and still had signs like directing people to them. So they knew yeah, they were there. But why
1: isn't it like out of sight? somewhere yeah. but like, yes, with signage directing them to the right place. It's
0: like, very. It's very, very strange. And they don't, it yeah. doesn't look like they offer a lot of privacy either. It's just...
1: No, it's like in the middle of the sidewalk.
0: Yeah, it's very Of strange. a busy sidewalk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not like a back alley sidewalk. It's like a busy main sidewalk. It's very bizarre. It's very strange. It's very strange. Um, so Paris actually isn't the first European city to install outdoor urinals. Hmm. Amsterdam has had them for years, apparently. And cities in Belgium and Australia have also trialed them. Um, and public urinals actually have a long history in Paris dating back to the late 1800s when they were installed for men traveling to and from work. Hmm. It wasn't until women started entering the workforce in greater numbers decades later that the need for enclosed cubicles with seats, toilet paper, and hand basins emerged, explained Raymond Martin, managing director of the British Toilet Association. <laughs> And yes, I did look up the British Toilet Good. Association. because because
0: I want to know I everything know about it.
1: <laughs> so they're made up of about 100 people. Mm-hmm. Um, the British Toilet Association, I, I looked this up, is a non-for-profit members organization working to promote the highest standards of hygiene and provision in all, quote, away from home toilet facilities across the UK. Hmm. Can I read you their mission? Absolutely. Paragraph? Yeah. No, (laughs) please do. Why do we need more and better toilets? Hmm. When any of us are traveling and away from home for an extended time, we will, on one or more occasions, require the use of a decent, clean toilet. There are also an increasing number of specialist user groups whose lives are adversely affected by the poor state of public toilets across the country. These include people with mental or physical disabilities and their carers, older persons, and... Many focus groups, families with babies or young children, school children and residents and visitors of all ages who are coping with a range of medical conditions. And they say this is a basic human function and we need to have a greater level of adequate provision for everyone and anyone who has a sudden urge to find relief when they are away from their normal residence. It's a problem faced by thousands of people every day. Truck, lorry and van drivers, car drivers, and that includes taxi and private hires, coach drivers and passengers, emergency services and transient workers. Failure to get or use a toilet when we need can lead to embarrassing medical and social problems.
0: Uh-huh. That,
1: that was it. That's
0: a, that's a very long way to say everybody needs to use the bathroom yeah, sometimes it's, it's and they should all be able to. But,
1: but yeah, so it's just this like nonprofit organization that just hey. helps to improve like public facilities around the UK, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um,
0: no, I, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I, I support the British Toilet yeah, Association. No, I,
1: I do too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I never knew that was a thing. I don't think there's an equivalent of that in the usa
0: not I that i know i've never
1: heard of something like that but yeah very interesting so huh.
0: okay i was a little torn on this one but i'm gonna go ahead and call it food news <laughs> mit mathematicians solve age-old spaghetti mystery
1: whoa
0: <laughs> so well don't get too excited
1: because
0: it? <laughs> it's this is a very long article about something very silly um so if you have a box of spaghetti in your pantry, you should try pulling out a single strand and holding it at both ends and and try to break it in half. It turns out that it's just by just taking it and bedding it in half, it's almost impossible to break it into exactly two pieces. It will almost always break into three or more. And this...
1: Really? Yes.
0: So this challenge confused even, uh, like... Famous physicist like Richard Feynman, who once spent a good portion of an evening at home breaking pasta and looking for a theoretical explanation as, as to why the sticks refused to break into two pieces. Um, this remained his experiment, which I think it said he was like trying this in like the, the 30s. It wasn't solved until 2005 when <laughs> they figured out that when uh, any long thin rod is bent, Um, evenly from both ends, it breaks at the center and the initial break triggers what they call a snapback effect or bending wave that further fractures the stick as it like goes back out along it. Hmm. Um, so there's like additional stress on it from this initial big snap. Yeah. And just by the nature of the spaghetti, it can only break into three or more pieces. (laughs) But... Okay. In a paper published this week in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Scientists, researchers report that they have found a way to break spaghetti into. <laughs> <laughs> and the trick, the trick is that you twist it and then you bend it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. oh
0: my god! Wow. So they carry, they carried out experiments. <laughs> okay. Yeah with uh, hundreds of spaghetti sticks, bending and twisting them with a machine that they've built specifically for this task. What? (laughs) It has two clamps on either side. Um, One of the clamps, like, holds one end and twists it, and the other one slides towards the other one to break it. And (laughs) I'm sorry, this is just so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So they use the device to bend and twist hundreds of spaghetti sticks, wasting tons of valuable pasta. (laughs) And they recorded that, that was, that's my own, uh, that's my own, uh, comment, <laughs> but, uh, and they recorded the entire thing with a camera at up to a million frames per second. And I highly rec- recommend going to the link store because they've got like, oh, they've got a uh, videos video? of like the pasta breaking Whoa. and it's just as, as ridiculous as it sounds. So they found by twisting the spaghetti to almost 360 degrees, so almost a full rotation, um, and then slowly bringing the clamps together, they could consistently break it in two. And the findings were consistent across two types of spaghetti with slightly different <laughs> diameters. Like what? they are really going all out yeah. on their spaghetti science. Um, so they found that uh the snapback effect when you twist the the pasta is is weakened slightly, but in addition to the snapback, you now have a twist back. And <laughs> the two interact in such a way <laughs> that <laughs> no i can't this is it's uh it's so it's so ridiculous um mm-hmm. but so the twist interacts with the snap and like essentially cancels out like it, it expends the energy and like doesn't cause additional fractures to appear huh so and it, if you want to read more detail there is a ton more detail but they the uh important thing is is that they think this might actually have real applications um besides just breaking pasta into uh it might help us understand um, crack formation in like sil- cylindrical objects huh. and um, how to control fractures in rod like materials like multifiber structures, engineered nanotubes and even microtubules in cells. So oh, wow. anything with a similar structure, we can kind of understand things like fracturing and like carbon yeah. nanotubes are kind of like one of like those future materials that we want to use more. And maybe it can help with that kind of thing. But uh yeah, yeah they cool. just wasted a ton of pasta. I'm just
1: imagining someone it's, it's this is so like someone's so PhD pasta. project
0: mm-hmm. is this. Yep.
1: <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it's just I, is.
0: uh because it is funny. <laughs> because it's like, it's it's really silly.
1: <laughs> just but I mean Yeah, I guess like the physics of it is interesting but just the fact that they're doing it with pasta is funny to me like if it like if just if it was some other material it'd be totally mm. normal right but then because it's spaghetti it's like
0: well wait, they, yeah and it's spe- <laughs> specifically spaghetti because they said linguine is a different shape so it doesn't yeah. have the same <laughs> property like they would well, yeah, they went really hard on this yeah it's it's a, i don't it's know flat, what you call that flat ribbon like
1: yes ribbon like
0: but it doesn't have the same properties did so.
1: they test angel hair too
0: uh they said nothing about angel hair
1: okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> should we go through all the pastas what about <laughs> what do, ravioli's probably fine
1: uh bucatini hmm
0: that's, Nate, cylindrical, that's like but it's, yeah, hollow it's thicker inside.
1: it's thicker and it's hollow
0: oh is it hollow mm-hmm. why did i think it was okay
1: uh you yeah, know i'm pretty sure it's hollow anyway
0: anyway that was uh, food news science news i don't know you choose it was both food science news
1: Yay. food science news Okay, my next story is a random local news story. This is from Fox News. Kevin Demaculangan, there's no way I'm pronouncing this correctly.
0: <laughs> I don't think there is a way to pronounce that correctly.
1: <laughs> Demakulangan, a 15-year-old from Florida, has won the title of Microsoft Excel world champion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The sophomore out of Dunbar High School in Fort Myers took part in the 2018 Microsoft Office Specialist World Championship that tests students' skills in Microsoft Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. (laughs) I never knew there was a competition like this. (laughs) I thought that was interesting. Man,
0: there are points in my life where I probably would have been really good at that. Yeah,
1: same, same. Um. So, uh, apparently, they give you a packet of instructions and a bunch of data. You use those three to create a file using charts and graphs, he told Fox Business's Stuart Varney when describing the competition. (laughs) Okay. Um, More than 760,000 candidates from 116 countries participated in this competition, which was hosted by CertiPort, a provider of performance-based IT certification exams.
0: Okay. Checks out.
1: Uh, six winners were selected after competitors chose between 2013 to 2016 versions of Microsoft software (laughs) applications. So you could pick like... Ah, yes, 2013 (laughs) was a good year. (laughs) For the listeners, Anthony mimed holding a wine glass. Yeah, I guess that
0: (laughs) that doesn't work on an audio medium, but...
1: Um, Yeah, so you could pick like which year of versions (laughs) of the Microsoft Office you wanted to do. Um, and And there was one winner for each like year basically okay so um De- demaculant said <laughs>
0: <laughs> i respect you for he trying was, to pronounce that name so many times
1: <laughs> he was also awarded with a medal a trophy and an xbox game console oh. for becoming the world champion of the 2016 version of microsoft excel
0: mm, yeah
1: um oh i know what it was it probably was like you pick one of the applications like you pick excel powerpoint or, or word
0: oh, for those years and then there's, and a, then there's a winner yeah, yeah. So that's why it's six. Makes sense. I figured it out. <laughs> nice job. <laughs>
1: um so yeah, so he was the Excel winner. Um but yeah, that that was it. I just uh
0: Yeah. That's yeah, great. so there's
1: a champ there's a um a competition for Microsoft Excel. And it sounds like it's just for students, but I don't know like mm-hmm how old of a student you're allowed to be? Like, is it for, like, middle school students? High school? I mean, high school. I meant high school. He, I'm a lifelong students, years Allie, old, so. student, Alex. I'm, so if you're I'm like, always learning. If you're, like, a post grad, can you enter the Excel?
0: I <laughs> See, I had an internship where, like, my whole job was pretty much doing Excel, so I learned I learned to do some pretty crazy stuff.
1: There's a lot of really advanced stuff. You
0: can you can get there. wild with Excel. Oh, yeah. And I'm in a very, very lame way. <laughs>
1: And by wild, I mean automating.
0: Oh yeah, columns. So much, so much automation. <laughs> formulas. I
1: couldn't think of a good, yeah for the formula. The some, macros. Did you ever read the macros? Some light programming.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of stuff. That's good stuff. Anyway, if you're a high school student and you're listening to our podcast, you could enter this next year if you're yeah. good at Microsoft Office. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Uh, my next story is sports news.
1: We haven't had a sports news in a while.
0: I don't know. If, have we ever had one? <laughs>
1: Wait, have we? <laughs> I thought we did once, <laughs> at least.
0: Know. Either way, it'll become very clear very quickly why I'm picking this one. Okay. Bud Light to provide fans with celebratory beer when Browns win one game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
0: So this is a this the is a this Browns. is a short short one but a good one. Uh, if the Cleveland Browns manage to win a game during the 2018 regular season, Browns fans in the Cleveland area will get a chance to have a beer on Bud Light. Bud Light's vice president of market, marketing announced Tuesday that the company is placing quote victory fridges, <laughs> <a> great name, <laughs> in strategic areas around Cleveland, and they'll automatically Wait, they will un- auto- automatically unlock via a wireless signal when the Browns <laughs> win a game. <laughs>
1: What? Okay, that's actually kind of awesome. I just assumed it was going to be at the stadium.
0: So around ten of these fridges, which are eight feet tall and hold about two hundred beers apiece, um, will be dropped off inside of the First Energy Stadium and at other locations um, where patrons must be of legal drinking age. So they're not just going to be in like a like, random on the park sidewalk somewhere. <laughs> where it's like where kids could just run up and grab a beer. Okay. Um, so for those of you who don't remember, the Cleveland Browns went. Uh, Oh, in 16, their last season. And womp, womp. Um, they haven't won since beating the uh, then-San Diego Chargers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> 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 On December 24th, 2016, which was the only win of the 2016 campaign.
1: Womp, womp. Um,
0: and uh, their 2018 regular season starts uh, September 9th when they host the Pittsburgh Steelers. So,
1: Ooh, That's going to be a big game. Yeah,
0: that'll be it. People will get Big very, rivalry passionate, there. very passionate about that one. Mm-hmm. They'll need a free beer after that one. Yeah. But they won't, get, they won't get one. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's face it.
1: No, no, we'll win. We'll win it. Will we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we will. i would say I'm calling it right now. I, I think we're going to win.
0: Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Probably not. Well, uh I'm sure we'll win at least one game, and when that happens, I think we should drive downtown and find one of these fridges.
0: I mean, if there's only there's only going to be what
1: two hundred in each one, two
0: hundred in each, and there's ten of them, so only two thousand beers.
1: Yeah, but like, how many people know about this?
0: Well, (laughs) our hundreds of thousands of (laughs) listeners, for one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Um,
0: So you've been informed. Keep an eye out for those victory fridges. Also, I don't know where they are, so that doesn't help either. But
1: uh, We'll have to look it up, and then we'll just be the first ones in line. Yeah.
0: For, Do they keep for you for from
1: getting more than one?
0: I don't know how Do they think? would. Unless they have some somebody like there.
1: We should just like get a bunch of them. <laughs> just, I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about.
0: Just, just, <laughs> just bring a cooler down and fill it up. <laughs> <with laughs> <them.
1: laughs> exactly. All right. Well, my third story is also a short and sweet one, um, and it's entertainment news. <laughs> So, I don't know if you heard a few years ago, there were these rumors that Idris Elba was going to be the next James Bond. Yes. Did you hear about that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, recently, um, that actually came up in a legitimate interview with one of the producers of James Bond. And so, it's like, there's actually some more legitimacy to this now. Um, So, director Antoine Fuqua discussed the possibility um, during a conversation with producer Barbara Broccoli...
0: It's like what kind of no. name is that? That's no, her that's name. Not, that's not a real person. She's a producer Barbara Broccoli, yes. that's a character on Veggie Tales.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she should be a character on Veggie Tales too, but she's a Hollywood producer, apparently. Um who said it is time or quote, it is time for a non-white actor to play the iconic character. And then Fuqua said the move will happen eventually. And Elba is reportedly the first choice to take on the role.
0: Hmm, that makes sense.
1: But then he said this, which I was a little bit confused about. Quote, Idris could do it if he was in shape. You need a guy with a physically strong presence. What? Idris has that. And then I was like, wait a minute, are you trying to say he's not in shape? I'm really confused.
0: Maybe he's physically strong, but not in weight.
1: Like, what does that even mean? He's, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He's muscular, but it's all covered in fat. Which isn't true, because he's <laughs> no, like, no, he's he not. looks he's great. Himself. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Huh. I don't know what, their what a weird type of comment. physique they're looking anyway. That was a really weird comment. But anyway, he seemed to be indicating that he could play the role well. Yeah. Um and then this article said that uh slumdog millionaire director Danny Boyle is slated to direct the next James Bond film. Hmm. Um and other actors who have been rumored to be in line for the iconic job are Tom Hardy, Tom Hiddleston, and Michael Fassbender. Okay. So nothing set in stone or yeah. anything. But
0: I could see any of them, though. I don't really think Tom Hiddleston's a super physically imposing guy.
1: Yeah. He like, like acting wise, I think he could do it. But oh
0: yeah. No, he's a great actor. They're all, they're, like, all good well, actors, right. they're all good actors. So yeah,
1: I don't know what type of like, I mean, he said Tom Hardy makes sense too. I think presence.
0: But so uh, no, I, to, I, I don't remember what Michael Fassbender,
1: Sable. I don't remember what he looks like right now off the top of my head.
0: But. Yeah. I'd love to see it herself, but can do it. Though. Yeah.
1: He I would be so awesome. He'd be so good at it. He would be so good. <laughs> Uh, I'm so in support of that. I'm
0: just thinking of him as like Heimdall in um, in Avengers and Thor. Yeah, like yeah, he's just such a like of I an mean, imposing. He's so good. Like,
1: yeah, he he has well, like exactly what he said. He has that like really awesome epic presence about mm-hmm. him. Like I think he can play and such a, a good, like good voice
0: too. Yeah, such a good voice.
1: Yeah, so he might be the next James Bond. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: My next story is space news, and it's an update. It's an update? It's an update. Ooh. It's the update we've all been waiting for. The Martian dust storm is clearing, <gasps> but Opportunity remains silent. So it's not... Oh, no. It might not be good news. <laughs> 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 I guess I probably shouldn't what? have set that up like that.
1: <laughs> you're keeping me hanging here.
0: Yeah, no. It's, it's called storytelling. <laughs> I'm really bad That's at true. it.
1: <laughs> no, 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 you're now you're good at it. Um... You're keeping me on the edge of my seat. uh,
0: For those of you who don't remember, um, NASA's Opportunity rover has been on the surface of the red planet for 14 years, going strong. Um, The rover's expected operational life was about three Earth months, but it kept going. Um, However, it's looking increasingly likely that the planet's global dust storm that has been going on for a couple months now might have ended the already improbable run of Opportunity because as the storm begins to clear, there's still no signal from it. Um, the newer Curiosity rover that's there has, was also swallowed up by the dust storm, but it has this backup, um, power source called, uh, a radio isotope thermoelectric generator. Whoa. Which is about the most sciency thing I think I've ever heard of. Um, <laughs> but it's able to generate power from a chunk of radioactive material that it has. So that's pretty cool. Whoa. I didn't know that was even a thing. It sounds like something out of a science know, that was thinking, fiction. That sounds like, like something
1: out of the Martian.
0: Yeah. Well, how perfect! And now, yeah, right. <laughs> They're on the Mars
1: and there it is.
0: Um, so a little history on Opportunity. In May, they shifted Opportunity to a low power mode in hopes of conserving enough power to keep it active throughout the storm. Um, the plan mm-hmm. was to check in with NASA every week or so, but it dropped off the map entirely in June. Um, so at that time, NASA assumed that Opportunity had entered into a fail-safe mode where it disables everything except for its mission clock. So like everything. Mm-hmm. Um and there wasn't even power for its heaters, which prevent damage to the battery from the chilly Martian environment, because it is uh, pretty cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and in its last check in that it did that we did receive from it, it reported dangerously low internal temperatures. Um, so, in a best case scenario, Opportunity could begin collecting light when the storm clears off, and it could turn itself back on. But there could be dust just completely covering it, it and its solar panels, or the cold might have irreparably um, harmed the battery. So, it's oh. kind of hard to say. Um, there's also the chance that only part of its solar panels are exposed, so it's just taking a much longer time for it to charge back up. Mm-hmm. And it could hit acceptable levels any day now and make contact again. Um, and this, this is a, so. And on a happy note, at least, <laughs> um, in the meantime, the NASA team has reportedly started playing inspirational music to keep <laughs> spirits high, <laughs> including "Here Comes the Sun." which Aww, is appropriate yeah. and uh wake me up before you go go which actually that's got kind of a double <laughs> like wake me up but before but you like, go go yeah. sounds a little end of lifey um <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, here
1: comes the sun that one's yeah that's very a good, appropriate. That's, that's
0: a very appropriate song mm-hmm. so that's that's the latest update on opportunity All right It's not the it's not the news we wanted but <laughs> There's you sound ch- really sad I'm really i don't know we've been following this <laughs> yeah, little guy we have. throughout I'm, I'm, this entire process I'm very
1: so. concerned, and I want to know what happens and
0: me too, but I guess yeah, we won't really know until well we'll know if it's better we won't really know for a while if it's not
1: yeah, so over maybe, the next month or so we'll, maybe uh, they I can will send, trust you to monitor oh, I will keep the an NASA eye on do not
0: worry um maybe they can send curiosity over with a broom. <laughs>
1: yeah just send send something over there with a broom to dust it off easy peasy
0: so easy we'll just send it We'll just send another another rover up (laughs) (laughs) right with the explicit mission of of dusting off opportunity
1: right easy yeah um on a good note but completely unrelated to that story we had no stories about tainted salad this week
0: that's true so i didn't even see any when i was researching yeah i didn't either so, so that's great. We're having a good week, America. Yeah,
1: there's no tainted food. <laughs> this is good.
0: <laughs> that we know of.
1: That we know of at this time.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. We <laughs> jinxed it.
1: <laughs> Knock on wood. Wait, there's nothing. Ah, there's no wood. Ah, there's no, there's no, no what. wood here. Um, anyway, it's time for breaking news <gasps> the part of the show where <gasps> Anthony and I look up news stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. <gasps> Ready, set. Go! Okay, the story I found is from USA Today. And the headline is Sprint says it will bring the first 5G smartphone to the US next year. Oh, okay. It says Sprint is getting ready for the 5G future, partnering with LG to bring what it says will be the first 5G smartphone to the US capable of tapping into its faster next-generation cellular network. The device, which doesn't yet have a name, price, or even a firm release date, is slated to be available during (laughs) the first half of 2019. (laughs) But apparently nothing is decided
0: yet. (laughs) We're bringing you a phone. It will be fast. In
1: six months. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, see Um, you. Okay, so while details remain a mystery, Sprint promised its 5G network will be capable of full length HD movie downloads in seconds instead of minutes and the ability to play games without any delays, hiccups, or lag time. Wow. Supposedly. Uh, That's
0: a pretty big claim.
1: Yeah. They will launch the 5G network in Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, New York City, Phoenix, and Washington. Next year, before expanding to other parts of the country. I was going to
0: say, none of those sounded like Cleveland to me.
1: Yeah, Cleveland's not on the list. Darn it.
0: Unbelievable. I mean, completely believable, but disappointing.
1: Yeah, it's just slightly disappointing, but it's okay. I'm not going to get a new phone anytime soon anyway. Yeah, me me too. I (laughs) do
0: not know why I would be sad about that.
1: Yeah, so that was what I found.
0: Okay. Um, I found... Man follows fortune cookies advice, wins $125,000.
1: <laughs> what? That's amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's so awesome. The lucky numbers?
0: No. Oh. So this, uh, he's a Washington state man. He follow, said he followed the advice inside of fortune cookie and won this lottery jackpot. Um, he discovered three fortunes inside of a single cookie, and two of them said the same thing. Buy a ticket. All your financial troubles will soon be solved. Whoa. Uh, the man said he bought a hit five ticket from the Plaid Pantry in Vancouver, and he initially thought he only won $125, but later discovered his jackpot was $125,000.
1: Wow! Uh,
0: <laughs> he said he sp- he planned to celebrate his win by spending some of the money on a sushi dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like what a what a <laughs> wholesome first thought to have yeah. is like I just want a bunch of money. I'm gonna go have some sushi. I'm gonna have some yeah. sushi. Like I love sushi, <laughs> so I can understand that. But I, I don't know. I feel He's like I just have a couple a normal guy I, I He just wants a nice things. meal. Yeah. <laughs> just $125,000 worth of sushi. That
1: is so funny. So he had three fortunes in one cookie.
0: Three fortunes inside one cookie and I wonder what the what the third yeah. one said. That's that's what I want to know. The third one says don't listen to the other two. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did I ever tell you about the funniest fortune that I ever got?
0: I don't think you have.
1: It said <laughs> You laugh now. Wait till you get home. <laughs> it's like, what is that supposed to mean? That's it was either so threatening. That's either a threat
0: or like, I don't know, maybe or there's like, something oh, really life will be funny, funny at with home. Mirth.
1: Yeah, like, oh, something's really funny later. But it like sounded really threatening, and I was like, this you is laugh so now. bizarre. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait till you get
1: home. It's like the the tone of voice that you read it with affects the meaning of right. the fortune. So.
0: You'll have now, wait till you get home.
1: Right, right. See, that's more fun. <laughs> right. That's probably what they meant, but right. me being me, I decided to read it the other way.
0: <laughs> it's much easier to take it the other way.
1: <laughs> and then I went home and nothing of consequence happened, so it was fine. But
0: See, I have this fortune that for some reason I've never forgotten it. It said, when the time comes, take the, la- take the last one from the left. Ooh. So I... So first of all, I'm not sure if that means the, like, the one on the left. Like, isn't that, that's a weird way to phrase that, right? The last one from from the the
1: left? left? Does that mean the one all the way to the right?
0: (laughs) Wait, now, oh man, that's a, that's a possibility I haven't even considered. I'm thinking the last one on the left or the one to the right of the one on the left. But either way, I haven't yet seen, I haven't been in a situation where I saw a row of things. I was like, I need to choose one. But I'm waiting for but that like, day.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm waiting for that day. Oh my gosh. So.
1: Okay, but when that day comes, you have to n- be very confident of which one it was telling you to pick. That's the
0: thing, and I don't know which. I'm pretty the, sure it's the, the one on the left. The last one. The from last one from the, the left. left. So you're like coming from the. But then wouldn't that be right?
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, but that doesn't. I'm sure that's probably not what they meant. It probably was like.
0: Did it say from not or on correct. the left? Correct. Maybe it was take the last take. Last the, one on the left. On the left. That's still a weird way to say that.
1: One on the left,
0: but it would be the but left it make- most. would make
1: more sense maybe that way. I
0: think if I if I come into the situation, I'm going to pick the last, the last one, one on the left. On the left, okay. okay. I'm going to stick with that because that that's makes mo- the most sense to me. Okay, okay. But I, I mean, I'll keep but you updated. So, but all right. it's yeah. Let me this, know. It has been years, know. and I have not come. <laughs> I have not had a situation. I thought yeah. this would happen more often. Seems like you have to make decisions from rows of things pretty often, but this is not mm. been the case.
1: I don't know. Do you?
0: I don't know. Apparently not.
1: Maybe if you're buying a new smartphone and you, there's like three.
0: That's not how I'm going to make that choice. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to no.
1: apply the fortune cookies wisdom to not, that? Not to, oh, okay. not to something like that. <laughs> if you're presented with several goblets and one of them has poison.
0: The last one on the pick left. Pick the one on the left. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably my best bet. Okay, Unless the fortune cookie wanted me dead. <laughs> hope not only one way to find out i mean
1: the one that i had was threatening i mean you never that's know. true
0: yeah they there's something sinister about these fortune coins. right except for this guy he, yeah
1: guy, that, that guy had this guy out. had all
0: the luck so. right right good for him
1: okay <laughs> 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 on that note <laughs> that's our show thanks for listening everybody we post episodes every friday and the, as always the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description
0: Yes, and if you like what you heard, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much any service that you want. Um, and if you want even more updates from us, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash news or on Twitter and at, at news. All right, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Take two.
1: Urinals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dang it. No, we got this. We got this. We got this. We got this. We're professionals. No, we're not. We we're, do
1: it. <laughs> we're, really, we're We're actually not. Professionals. We're
0: hobbyists at best.
1: Yeah. Okay.